You're listening to The BizCast on the C-Suite Network. Welcome to The BizCast. You work hard in your business and you want to know what it takes to get to the next level. The BizCast is where we interview best-selling business authors, thought leaders, and C-Suite executives to bring you an inside look at what it takes to succeed in business today. Whether you're the leader of a Fortune 100 company or your company is just taking off, what you're about to hear will help you take your business to the next level. I'm your host, Kevin Crane. Welcome to the show. I'm with Stephen Haynes, CEO of Secret Learning Networks and the author of the book, The Product Manager's Desk Reference. Whatever your business sells, Product management is one of the most important activities in your pursuit of profits. And Stephen says that with ever-expanding globalization and increasingly fierce competition, the stakes are higher than ever. Stephen Haynes, welcome to the show. What exactly is product management? Don't all companies have it? All companies have products and services. The thing about it is that products are businesses within a business. So product management is really the business management of products and services. And, and although the best companies are organized so that they have this really uncanny way of balancing the products and portfolios, one of the things that's really important about those type, types of companies is that they invest sufficiently to ensure that there's a good feed of innovations while optimizing the market performance of their current products. So again, product management is the business management of products and services. Your book seems to be targeted at product managers, yet you're speaking to C-suite leaders too. Is there a rationale behind that? Well, you know, it's all related to the definition of product management, as I just mentioned. The leaders and firms I work with, these are very large, complex, multinational firms. They want their product managers to be business managers. So, for instance, they own the P&L for their product, and if the product is a business within a business, then it stands to reason that product people are really business people. They have to be able to draw insights from their chosen market, craft strategies for their businesses, and execute on those strategies. So in a, nuts, in a nutshell, the way I look at it, business is business. The product manager's desk reference is in its second edition. It's a huge book. As an author myself, I'm curious, what would inspire a person to write an 850-page business book? That's quite an achievement. How long did it take? (laughs) Well, it took about two years, the first go around. But people used to say, well, how long did it really take? And I'd say, well, 30, really, because it's how long it takes me to get the experience. But, you know... uh, the whole the the concept behind the book is based on an epiphany I had in 2006. Um, I was flying back from a client engagement. I had completed, uh, well, I had completed a comprehensive organizational diagnostic and delivered my first leadership workshop. So on the plane when I was coming back, I had this feeling that the leaders in the firm were not going to tackle any of what was recommended and what we covered in the workshop. And because I'm on a mission and I won't rest until I make the best headway I can, I started thinking about the tradecraft guilds, lawyers, doctors, pilots. They're all practitioners. They all have to learn by doing and perfecting their craft. So I thought about something like the physician's desk reference that doctors used, and I started to write the words on a plain piece of paper. I wrote the product manager's desk reference, and I didn't stop for two years. Um, You know, some people, authors, they often talk about the word counts. Just just as an FYI, the word count in the desk reference second edition, I think, is about 250,000 words. It's, It's a real reference for people who 
may encounter a situation and need a helping hand to help them understand how to do something, how to carry out market research, how to create a strategy, how to lead a team, how to launch a product, how to write a business case, how to optimize a product portfolio. Those are the kinds of things that I cover in this book. I'm speaking with Stephen Haynes, CEO of Sequent Learning Networks and author of the book, The Product Manager's Desk Reference. It's time for a quick break, but when we get back, I'm going to ask Stephen, what are some of the most important areas that C-level leaders should be focusing on when it comes to product management? So stay with us. I'm Kevin Crane, and you're listening to The BizCast on the C-Suite Network. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Over 3.2 million new book titles are published every year. What are you doing to help your book rise to the top? Submit your book to become part of the C-Suite Book Club, the premier source of leading business books for C-Suite leaders, executives, and celebrities. Visit csuitebookclub.com slash author to submit your book today. That's c-suitebookclub.com slash author. You're listening to The BizCast on the C-Suite Network. Welcome back. I'm with Stephen Haynes, author of the book, The Product Manager's Desk Reference. And if you'd like to get a copy of Stephen's book, you can find it at the C-Suite Book Club. Visit c-suitebookclub.com. You'll find The Product Manager's Desk Reference, along with a selection of other great books from our book club authors. The C-Suite Book Club features premium content from top thought leaders like Damon John, Scott McCain, Shep Hyken, and our guest today, Stephen Haynes. So what are you waiting for? Visit c dashsweetbookclub.com Stephen, you have written several books, The Product Manager's Desk Reference, along with Managing Product Management, as well as The Product Manager's Survival Guide. With your three books, you certainly seem to be on a mission. What do you see as the most important areas that companies and C-level leaders should be focusing on when it comes to product management? I am on a mission. This may seem a little altruistic, but I really think that there is a great opportunity for us as a country to lead the globe the globe in market-defining innovations. And as we know, most publicly traded firms are focused on near-term results. So in many cases, they've cut back on what I call the thinking talent that are required to produce the needed innovation. So what I want to do, my personal mission, is to provide the best how-to resources for business people so they have a reliable reference based on best-in-class practices used by industry-leading firms. Now, as one of the most important areas that I think C-leaders should be focusing on, we'll talk to you a little bit about um, some of the work I do. Um, I've conducted some very unique organizational practices assessments for the past several years. I'm in a constant state of benchmarking and researching companies to find out the best practices that help them to, to produce the best products. There's an area I'm concerned with, and it has to do with the word market focus and the derivation of market insights. Many leaders have cut or eliminated funding for the work required to garner customer insights, evaluate competitor products, or even track sector trends. Product people make investment decisions that are based sometimes only on requests from customers or salespeople or even engineers. But these are reactive decisions and may result in products that don't have sufficient value to a customer or a market investment that won't provide the right return. But more, even when some firms have research projects that are done and the findings are a couple of months old, they're generally out of date. 
So what I think is that if a company really wants to grow the business, they have to figure out a way how to anticipate more. And that can only be done with the proper level of market insight. And that can only be achieved if leaders are willing to invest more in the resources that will help them garner those important market insights. So if I'm a leader and I'm willing to make that investment, what are my next best steps in doing that assessment and preparing my people? Well, first of all, I'm going to tell you a a quick story. I was interviewing the head of product management for a a very, very large, well-respected media company. And she, she has 20 product managers who work on her team and 20 people who are responsible for customer insights. Now, when you talk to a company like that, these are people who have to live by up-to-date market data. And it's that market data needs to be combined with other business results information in order to figure out what that next best thing to do and to, ha- and to maintain a competitive edge in a fast-moving place. So that's an area where I, th- where I think it's critical. But in the end, leaders are clamoring for innovations. They want groundbreaking, market-defining innovations. If we cotton on to the fact that successful products require successful thinkers, strategic thinkers, people who are really good business generalists, I call them dot connectors, um, they have to have a good business education, but they also need a reliable set of tools that support their thinking. So that stuff, their, their market insights, their education, their experience, and the way in which they think, those are the kinds of people who have a better chance of sparking the idea for the next innovation. This is what I think is really important. This is where my books can actually help. What about those tools? It's more than just the people. It sounds, number one, you have to apply the investment and the people to this. But what are the tools that help those people then really gain that customer insight? Um, Well, Let's 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 talk about that. We can go directly in, into content within the books. All right. Here's here's an example. How do we actually, if we're in a B two B company, and that's really what I focus on, B two B, you know, complex companies. How do we understand what motivates a customer? Well, we as I as I alluded to earlier, we may have a salesperson who brings in a request. We may have RFXs or requests for quotes, but. The, the best way to get the voice of the customer is to understand how customers do what they do. But in, in many cases, people even think that a customer is a customer company. That's not always the case. A customer is a person who works in a company. A customer can be some influencer or a decision maker or a user. And product people and the teams that they lead need to set multiple eyes on a customer's environment clarify how customers do what they do, and then identify ways to potentially solve a problem that can be from an observed inefficiency that the customer may not be aware of because the customer does what they do and they just kind of accept what they do what they do. So they may not be looking at ways to optimize their business. Product people, people who are sensitive to customers if they have the proper tool to garner the customer's voice, right, then they will generally form a better insight. So there are specific step-by-step in, step instructions within the, the desk reference that will help a team of people to organize effectively to garner the voice of the customer. 
Stephen, it's been great speaking with you today. Um, we're running short of time, but before we go, what was the best piece of advice you ever received and how has it shaped who you are? That's a really great question. Um, the best piece of advice that I ever got, I think, well, I think there are, there are a couple of them. Um, the mentors that, that I've had have always helped me to understand a couple of things. Number one, about being a good business person, having integrity, delivering on your promise, staying true to your customers and engaging them as, as, as partners and people who you establish great working relationships with. That's number one. The other thing is to really think holistically, think of a bigger picture. Um, and, and that applies directly to even how I run my company and how I advise clients in how they run their product businesses and how they run their companies. And that is, don't just think in terms of um, tactical short-term wins. Think more broadly. Think more holistically about products across their life cycles and portfolios in a balanced way to ensure that you're optimizing your business um, consistent with the goals of the company. That's Stephen Haynes, CEO of Sequent Learning Networks and author of the book, The Product Manager's Desk Reference. You can get his book at the C-Suite Book Club. Visit c-suitebookclub.com. Stephen, thanks for being my guest on the BizCast today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. That'll do it for this episode of the BizCast. Join me next time when we continue to talk to business authors, thought leaders, and C-suite executives to bring you an inside look at what it takes to succeed in business today. Don't forget to visit the C-Suite Book Club at c-suitebookclub.com. Great books by great business authors. Only the best at the C-Suite Book Club. And if you like what we do here at the BizCast, don't be shy. Give us a shout-out on social media or leave a review on iTunes. Meanwhile, until next time, I'm your host, Kevin Crane, for the C-Suite Network. Thanks for listening. Brought to you by the C-Suite Network, c-suitenetwork.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.